0: This is CME on ReachMD. This activity titled, The Atopic Dermatitis Horizon, a look at newer mechanisms and treatment options, is brought to you by the France Foundation and supported by an educational grant from Sanofi Genzyme and Regeneron Pharmaceuticals. Before beginning this activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements as well as the learning objectives. Here's your host, Dr. Jennifer Caudill.
1: Although the treatment of atopic dermatitis can be extremely challenging, there's now hope on the horizon. Research into the mechanisms that cause the intense itch and the often painful eczematous lesions has brought us new targeted treatments, most recently, chrysoborol and dupilumab. So how are these treatments changing the outlook for the management of atopic dermatitis, and what other treatments can we expect in the future? Coming to you from the ReachMD studios in Port Washington, Pennsylvania, this is CME on ReachMD. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Caudill, and joining me today are allergist Dr. Anna Fishbein and dermatologist, Dr. Lindsey Stroud. So ladies, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, we're excited that you're here. So I figured we would start with a case study just to kind of um, bring these issues to light okay so let's start out jonas is our patient he's a teenage boy with a history of atopic dermatitis he was first diagnosed when he was about seven months old and as a baby his symptoms were severe and very difficult to control his condition mostly subsided after the age of five though he continues basic skin care he has had infrequent flares that resolve with low potency topical corticosteroids Allergy testing at the age of 10 revealed a cat allergy, but no other sensitizations, and the family has no pets. At age 14, Jonas experienced a flare of atopic dermatitis, not responsive to low-potency corticosteroids. His pediatrician added hemicrolimus to the regimen and switched to cyclosporin with little improvement. He then referred Jonas for specialty care. Now Jonas is in the dermatology clinic with a chief complaint of rash and severe itch. Physical exam reveals eczema affecting his hands and the flexural regions of both elbows and knees. He says he's been unable to sleep or concentrate, and he's embarrassed to go to school because of the ugly rash. Completion of the patient-oriented eczema measure, or POEM, revealed a score of 16, indicating eczema of moderate severity. Now that you're familiar with this case, what treatment might you try next to get Jonas's flare under control? So, Dr. Fishbein, what would you do next and why? That's
2: a great question. So this patient has tried a lot of things. Um, but given that right now at the time he's presenting, it's moderate eczema, I would approach it using the stepwise approach guidelines, particularly focused on the moderate. So the first thing, of course, is to have good basic skin care, good moisturization practices, good bathing practices. And from there, uh, if he, he's already tried a medium potency to high potency topical steroid for flares, and that hasn't worked, he could consider other treatments, such as chrysoboral, which is a new PD-4 inhibitor, or he's tried the calcineurin inhibitors, and it sounds like that hasn't worked. So those would be some of the options. But after that, if um, that's not working, then dupilumab, which is one of the new exciting
1: systemic therapies that are available, would be something I would think about. Okay, excellent. And turning to you now, Dr. Stroud, how does Chrysoboral work?
3: Yeah, so chrysalboral is a topical boron molecule, and it is a phosphodiesterase inhibitor. So it is currently FDA-approved in a topical formulation at 2% concentration for children ages 2 years and older. And from what we understand from the mechanism is that phosphodiesterase is critical to upregulating T-cells, which we know, obviously, especially Th2 cells produce cytokines that lead to inflammation and in some of the clinical manifestations that we see in atopic dermatitis. So theoretically, by blocking the activity of phosphodiesterase, we should be able to control the T cell population and improve the skin disease.
1: Excellent. You know, and just a quick follow up to that, Dr. Stroud. You know, can you share with us some of the research data that supports crisaborole's efficacy in atopic dermatitis?
3: Yes. Yeah, so in the phase three clinical study, the patients received either Criciparol or a vehicle, which was basically a generic emollient. And they were asked to apply either the medication or the control twice a day. And I believe it was for about 28 days. And they looked at how their skin disease improved or didn't improve over that period of time. Mm-hmm. So what they found was that the Crucibarol patients. Had significant improvement over the patients that were only receiving vehicle. And so it was off of that study that the FDA approved this medication for mild to moderate atopic dermatitis. Very
1: interesting. So, you know, with that information, very helpful, let's go back to our case, okay? So now it's three weeks later. Jonas is back in the clinic and his rash looks worse rather than better. And he admits he hasn't been using the Chrysoboral every day. Because it stings really bad, he says. His poem score is now 18. So let's go back to you, Dr. Fishbein, for a moment and really get your take on this. Mm-hmm. What would you do next now and why?
2: Absolutely. So I'm sure Dr. Straub could agree with the of world. We do sometimes see the stinging and burning, especially in people who tend to have more severe disease because when it gets in, it really stings even right after usage and can last for a few minutes. So at this point, he's tried a lot of other therapies and it might be a good time to think about dupilumab mm-hmm. as a next step. Okay, and so let's talk about that a little bit. Can you really explain how dupilumab works? Sure, so dupilumab is an IL-4 receptor alpha antagonist, so it basically blocks the IL-4 receptor, which as Dr. Stra was talking about, there's these Th2 cytokines, particularly IL-4 and IL-13, that drive eczema in addition to other allergic diseases. And so it blocks them from signaling and really is a really amazing drug helping to clear up the eczema in
1: uh, moderate to severe patients. Mm Until recently, this treatment, though, was indicated only for adults with atopic dermatitis. Is that right? Absolutely. So this year, uh, it was recently approved
2: for use in um, adolescents 12, year old, 12 years old and up. Okay, yeah. excellent. So uh, similar to the adult studies, um, there was a study that was done in adolescent patients that looked at um, two different dosing regimens as well as placebo. And they found, actually, that both of those dosing regimens were quite effective. Um, these are moderate to severe patients, and um, both in, in several outcome measures, one of which was an investigator global assessment of clear or almost clear, which is a really high bar to me for someone who has very severe disease, um, almost 30% of patients got to that, which is pretty impressive. Um, in addition, they looked at um, the EASY, which is the Eczema Area and Severity Index, which is another outcome measure of disease severity, and they found that in 75% improvement and 50% improvement, there was a significant amount of patients, more than 50% at the easy 50 as they call it, that had a response. So it's it's just a really exciting time for atopic derm, and um, this drug has a lot of use in moderate to severe atopic derm. So are there any particular side effects to dupilumab? That's a great question, so because it's injection, injected site reactions can happen mm-hmm. in addition, uh, conjunctivitis or eye uh, irritation can develop while you 're on the medication i don 't know if that's what you guys see too.
3: Yeah, I think we see very similar injection site reactions, conjunctivitis, and it seems to be the similar uh, side effects both in our adolescent patient population as well as in our adult patient population. Um, typically, the conjunctivitis is fairly mild it 's manifest by kind of erythema of the conjunctiva, maybe a little bit of drainage or itching, and we manage that typically with some topical eye drops. Um, It's not typically a reason that patients need to come off of the medication, which is obviously great news for patients. Absolutely
2: great. Yeah. So in general, dupilumab has really been a nice therapeutic option, especially because there are not screening lab tests mm-hmm. or blood work that needs to be done regularly, which is the case in other
1: systemic therapies that are currently available. That's good to know. Yeah. yeah. let's let's go back to you, Dr. Straub, and see you know get your take about this. What are your thoughts on prescribing dupilumab for Jonas?
3: I agree with Dr. Fishbein. and I think we've kind of run through a lot of the standard topical therapies and even some of the oral therapies. You mentioned he had a trial of cyclosporine. And so I think at this point, it's certainly worth having that conversation with Jonah and his, um, his parents about Dupilumab. I think. In real-life practice, some of the barriers to implementation or to success of dupilumab can involve obtaining the medication. So because it is one of the new kind of fancy medications that we have out there, topic dermatitis it can sometimes be a challenge to get insurance to approve it because it's more costly than some of the other medications that we've used in the past I think one of the other barriers particularly in the adolescent age group is the fact that it is an injection um, so it's not an oral medication it's one that has to be injected every two weeks and so for some patients that that can be a little bit of an issue there may be some fear around you know the injections and the needles that I think can be overcome with with counseling but for some patients, is a problem. Right,
1: might be an issue for some people. Exactly. Right, and I think that's a those that are really good points kind of discussing some of the different aspects of this medication. You know, before we close, um, Dr. Stroud, I'd, I'd like to stay with you for a moment. I'd, I'd like to focus on new treatments in development for atopic dermatitis. You know, can you share some of the more promising agents on the horizon?
3: Sure. So I think all of us that that manage atopic dermatitis have been very excited by. You know the approval of dupilumab as kind of the first biologic for atopic dermatitis. As we know, in other conditions like psoriasis, for example, we have lots of different biologic options, which is great for patients and for patient care. Um, in atopic dermatitis, we just have one, but there are many more on the horizon, as you've suggested. Some of those medications are actually already FDA approved for other diseases, namely psoriasis. So premolast is one, that is already approved for psoriasis. It's being looked at for atopic dermatitis. And there's some of the other biologics that have been approved for psoriasis where they're looking at it in atopic dermatitis as well. There are additionally some medications that are more novel molecules that are being investigated. And I would say probably the most common kind of class are the JAK inhibitors or Janus kinase inhibitors. And those have shown some really great efficacy in some phase two and early phase three clinical trials. So our hope is in a couple years we may have a lot more options for patients with atopic dermatitis particularly those that are on the more severe end of the spectrum which obviously we want to get them to a place where they have a better quality of life
1: excellent that's excellent and turning to you dr fishbein why don't you give us a little bit of big picture uh, here, you know, what do treatments mean for patients and families affected by atopic dermatitis? That's a great
2: question. Um, I mean, dupilumab and these other exciting new biologic agents really have been very effective at improving quality of life, as well as we um, have previously discussed. So sleep disturbance is something that's been reported to significantly improve. It tremendously improved. And just overall, people's quality of life. And in some systematic reviews, it's even shown decrease in skin infection rates, um, comparing the dupilumab patients, particularly with the placebo patients in those studies. So it's really an exciting time for atopic dermatitis.
1: Well, with those closing comments in mind, I really want to thank my guests, Drs. Anna Fishbein and Dr. Lindsay Stroud. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for having us.
0: You. The preceding activity was sponsored by the France Foundation and funded by an educational grant from Sanofi Genzyme and Regeneron Pharmaceuticals. To receive your free CME credit, be sure to complete the post-test and evaluation by visiting reachmd.com/cme. This is CME on ReachMD. Be part of the knowledge.